All right, welcome back to Soccer Pilgrim. And today's episode, I spent the day not in Zurich. I actually went to the Alps. <laughs> uh, last night, I booked a ticket, last minute ticket to some tour with Via Tour. And I've used Via Tour, V I A T O R. I've used that service before in Scotland and I had a really good time. Like, the, you know, I met people, it was cool. And and it was uh, guided by, you know, the one in Scotland was guided by a local, I mean, a Scottish man, obviously, from Glasgow and, you know, who has had a lot of, you know, experience going to Highlands and stuff. And that was cool. So this time around, I decided to, um, I decided to book another tour again with, uh, with them because I had such a great experience. And I woke up this morning at like 7 a.m. or something or fucking 6.30 or 7 a.m. because the, the bus leaves at 8.30 and it's at one point when I woke up, I was like, man, am I going to bail on this tour? <laughs> and uh, finally I didn't. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go. So I went and, you know, when I was coming back to the hostel, I mean, to the Airbnb yesterday, it was the street I was on was just crazy. It was like clubs and bars everywhere. It was a lot going on. It was a lot of fun. And there was also like people who I assumed are prostitutes and like they didn't dress like it because I mean, it was raining a lot so i was just you know pretty covered up so i was like hey, whatever and this morning when i left my my airbnb around seven thirty, and i was walking towards the bus station that entire street was trashed there was garbage everywhere there was like cans and broken bottles and just like papers everywhere and there's still people going in and out of nightclubs and stuff and i was like oh man people are going hard and it's 7 30 so like people are just like starting to leave the clubs and stuff <laughs> and um yeah so then i just you know i was like all right that's all cool then i walked towards um i walked towards the bus station and i got there and i have to check in for the tour and there's like this southeast asian man i later learned he's thai and he was there just saying okay here's a sticker stick it on your chest like on your shirt and I'm going to need this for later. This is very important. Please don't lose that. I'm like, all right, cool. So I stick on my shirt. He's like, we're in that bus. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go in that bus. I sit down. Bus starts filling up. And then we start going to uh, Frau Jok. Or Jokfrau. Jokfrau. Yeah, yeah, Jokfrau. It's like uh, one of the mountains in the Alps. So we're, we're headed towards there. And he said, okay, we got to stop at Luzerne or Luzerne and pick up like eight more passengers or like, all right, cool. So we picked up eight or nine more passengers and we're on, we make our way there. And this, uh, our tour guide, his name is Kid, K-I-D from Thailand. Really hilarious guy. I booked this tour because it had the high, had the most amount of reviews and all the reviews gave it five stars. And I'm like, okay, must be a great tour. But I didn't really read the reviews. I just saw the rating and the amount of ratings it got. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, this must be good. As you get going, this guy starts making jokes, and I'm like, "Oh, this guy's funny," and he's just being silly and like you know, half serious and kind of like you know, he just you know, he he's silly, and it was uh, it was cool. And then at some point, like you know, he'll do these funny jokes as we're going through the Alps. He's like, "Oh, look, it's very pretty." He's like, "If you look to your left, take your phones out, and you get a nice picture." Three, two, one, take pictures now. And we're taking pictures, and he was like. Now it's over. No more picture. It's gone. It's over. You missed your chance. And you know, makes like little jokes like that. And at some point, because one side of the bus is getting all the amazing views, 
uh, he would go up and down the bus taking people's phones. Like, give me your phone. I'll take the pictures for you. So he starts taking pictures for people on the bus. And it was, you know, quite nice. And he would make jokes here and there, what, whatever. And then uh, and then at some point he was like, all right, so we're going to go to Interlaken, which is like a little town. And he's like, we're going to Interlaken. We'll take a quick break. Some people won't join us for the rest of the journey. So they'll get, get off here. But the rest of us will go to up further up like 10, 15 minutes. And we'll catch a train to the top of the mountain. And we did that. The train was cool. And then on the ride up, I met this uh I met this guy from Singapore who's like a <laughs> he's uh pretty much a businessman and he like travels one or one month or two months out of the year to you know, to go to all the other companies that he they're partners with and so on and so forth. I'm not gonna tell you what he does, but uh this time around he's he spent a month traveling. He started his journey in New York City, then Boston. Then he is traveling throughout Europe, going from company to company, doing meeting to meeting and checking everything out. It's, it's a work thing. But this time he's like, oh, this is my first weekend where I can actually not work and just do stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. you know. So I was hanging out with him. His name is Steven. I was like, all right, cool. We'll hang out with him. And once we get to the train station, uh, we met those nine girls who are all like from New York City like all from New York City and two of them were like from Louisiana and New Orleans. And, you know, we hung out with them. They were super nice, you know, it was really cool. And we get up there and, and uh, you know, kid is making all these jokes and whatever. And, and we get to the top and the view from the top is immaculate, is insane. At some point, like we have to get off a train to take another train that takes us to the very top. But once you get to the very top, it's just snow-capped mountains. It's 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 Lord of the Rings. Everything's just Lord of the Rings. It's, just, it's so nice. It's really incredible. And we're just up there, and you start feeling a bit of elevation sickness because, like, I realized my breath was short. I didn't have any headaches or anything, but I was just like, oh, like, I can't really feel my toes. I was like, oh wow. But then at some point you get used to it. But I was like, wow, like I'm actually feeling this uh, elevation illness. And I was like, all right, kind of a cool experience. And we get to the top, you just see all these glaciers and it's just like, it's unbelievable views, absolutely beautiful, mad tourists everywhere, of course. And we're just walking around and and Kid is really funny because he's like, all right, guys, you got to follow me. And he's very sassy and he's very loud and it's he's always making jokes wherever. So it's like, you always notice him. So he never really got lost. And, you know, I spent the day up in the mountains, beautiful, you know, and... And what I like about Kid as a tour guide is not only is he making jokes, but all the staff that work up in the mountain know him. So they make jokes with him and he jokes back with them. And you could tell it's like, oh, this guy's loved. You know, people love this guy. And I'm like, all right, this is a cool guy. And he would remember me by my name is like, you're Jason. I'm like, yes. And though all those New York girls, he just called them all Jenna because he just remembered the first girl's name, Jenna. And he would just be like, at some point, he, because he wants people to follow him and not get lost, he would just scream, scream out people's names, I get randomly. At some point, he would just scream, Jenna, 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 come here, Jenna. So all these girls would just start running and laughing like towards him. Uh, <laughs> and at some point, he would just scream randomly, Jenna. And like, you know, because the girls were always like lagging behind or something. And, but it was, uh, it was fun. And, you know, it was, it was really cool. And then, on the way back down, we took a gondola all the way back down, which was awesome. Um, it was windy up there, of course, a lot of snow. It was like only minus, but it was only minus three or minus four, which was you know not that bad. And 
I can't. Re- There's no point in me trying to describe how this was because it's because one of those things that like you have to go experience it. No picture does it justice. No video does it justice. You just have to be there uh, and experience it. The closest thing I could tell you, closest experience I've had to that, like driving from Zurich to the mountains, is uh. Driving from Calgary to Banff or Calgary to Jasper, because when you see those lakes, they look exactly like the lakes in the Rockies, except the one uh, there's not one big lake. That's just the biggest glacier lake I've ever seen in my life. It's way bigger than anything in Banff or Jasper that I've seen. It's tremendous. It's huge. And then you get closer, you see the beautiful mountain ranges and snow-capped peaks and all that stuff. It's super cool. And but like I said, the closest to that experience. Is uh, driving from Calgary to Banff. That's definitely the closest you can you'll ever experience. But once you're on top of the mountain, you just see everything. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's like wow, I'm literally on top of the world. And then at some point, you look down, you see the you see the small little Swiss villages in the bottom of the chalets and stuff. And then when you look further in the distance, you see from you, you see the uh, the line go from snow to like alpine, where the grass is like a little like yellowish and then it goes to a deep green and then forest you see all of that you're like wow that's pretty cool and even now the forest is starting to change color so you see dots of yellow here and there which is you know it's very nice but anyway go back down go back to the gondola and we get on the bus you know everyone's tired and you know i'm just talking to like whoever's next to me uh talking to one of the girls from new york city was next to me and then we get to luzerne and those New York City girls get off, and it's just me, Steven, and Kid. Us three in the bus, like, Kid was sitting in the back of the bus with us. And I started to talk to him. I'm like, you know, kind of like, what's your story? Because I was like, I found you a very interesting person. You're unlike any tour guide I've ever had, because I didn't see you as just a tour guide. I saw you as, like, a really interesting person that just loves their job and has a very big personality and a very unique character. And he was like, you know, I came to Switzerland because he's, He's from Thailand. He's like, I came to Switzerland from Thailand, from Chiang Mai in 1995. And I got my full Swiss citizenship in like 2002. I think that's, or yeah, 2002, he said, I think he got his full Swiss citizenship or some sort, or maybe a little later. But he, he's he been working for this tour guide for 20 years. And I'm like, wow, like how... You got your Swiss citizenship. Like, how how'd you get it? He was like, well, you know, hey, obviously the application process. But he had an inter- interesting story where he said, "I am well known in Zurich and Switzerland because of my personality." He was like, "The Swiss government knows who I am because I am very good at what I do as a tour guide. I am a very good representation of what Swiss- Switzerland is about or wants to be about." You know, he's in 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 his own way through his own job. He's kind of become an ambassador of Switzerland because he could speak Swiss German, English, Japanese, apparently. And he can also speak, obviously, Thai. And I'm asking him, I was like, okay, but out of all places, why did you come to Switzerland? You could have gone to America or Canada or wherever. And he said, you know, um, I remember what he said. I was like, when I was a kid, I was studying to be a monk. And this American family came to visit and then they would like... They saw me, they would sponsor me and because he was a poor kid or whatever. And he was like, um, they would sponsor me. But after two years, I heard no contact from these American people anymore. Like the American family visited him in Thailand. Then they went back to the States and then they would sponsor him for two years. But he lost all contact and he just said, oh, okay, well, they're gone. 
But at some point, a Swiss family came to visit in Thailand, and he got to know them. And that Swiss family pretty much got him to Switzerland. Like they sponsored him and everything. And then he, at some point, said, "I think the Swiss family said, 'Hey, we can like get you to school here or get you a job here.'" And he said, "For real?" He was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "All right, if this is a hundred percent legit, I'm coming to Switzerland." So through that family, he came to Switzerland. I went to tourism school and like learned all the trade and whatever, whatever. Learned German, and then he、uh, got this job as a tour guide because he made contacts. And then one of the bus drivers said, "Hey, you should hire this guy." And pretty much the way he said it was like the rest is history. He was like, "I just fucking killed it." He was like, "I was so good at my job because I made it. I made my I made my personality shine." And he puts a, he he hems it up a bit. He obviously has a bit of an exaggeration of who he is as an actual person when he does his job, but he takes it seriously because it's not just about being a tour guide, but also being entertaining. The man is very entertaining, and he's hilarious. He's always cracking jokes, and uh, and yeah. And since then, he's saying like, I know everyone in Thai community in Zurich. In Zurich. Apparently, there's fifty thousand Thai people in Zurich, which I had n- absolutely no idea about. Well, I was like, wow, there's that many Thai people in Zurich. That's insane. And he's like, I know pretty much everyone, and he's like, all the Thai ambassadors and diplomats that come to UN、uh, meetings or UN、uh, general assemblies in Geneva, if they end up in Zurich, he's like, I meet them because I sh- I do the tours for them, and I was like, wow, that's really cool, and and I was talking to him, I was like, yeah, like I was like, dude, like whenever you start talking, I become very interested in who you are as a person, and he was like, oh, thank you, he's like, that's really kind. I was like, no, but like. This is the most unique experience I've ever had on a t- on a tour, and he started talking about like how to gauge people. He said, "There's some people I know that they could take a joke, and there's some people who can't take a joke." And he was like, "I always try to gauge them, and I know that if these people are just aren't gonna like me, he's like, I'm just not gonna engage with them. And there's everyone else who's who's reciprocal to what I'm doing. I'm just gonna keep going, which." In our trip, like ninety percent or ninety five percent of the people were engaging, except for these four older American couple, like these two older American couples that are just like, I don't think they understood what he was saying because he doesn't have an accent. But I'm like, everyone else understood him quite fine. So, and and yeah, so he he got his citizenship. He didn't even talk about, it, but all he said was, "Ah,、uh, the government pretty much." He went on Swiss national television because he became so well known by being like this, you know, eccentric tour guide who dresses in bright colors and stuff, and he w- who always hosts all these parties and festivals in the city. And the man doesn't drink, so it's more like cultural parties, if if I'm not mistaken. And at some point, he said, "You know what? If you want to know my story, tune in at eight o'clock on this interview to see, you know, what I'm about." And what he said was, after that. I got my citizenship because the Swiss government noticed the value I give to Switzerland through tourism and, and representing what Switzerland is about. You know, and the guy's really entertaining, very endearing, and and everyone just instantly likes him. Even there's some people who are a little defensive about him at first, but everyone just kind of melts into his personality. And Towards the end of the trip,、uh, Stephen was asking him. He's like, "I'm looking for good Asian food." <laughs> he's like, "Please tell me there's a good Asian food." He's like, and、uh, Kay was like, "I'm actually going to a Thai restaurant after this to get something quick to eat, and I'm gonna go home." And then Stephen's like, "Can I follow you? Cause I just want good f- Asian food." And Kay was like, "Yeah, come." And then like Stephen asked, looked at me. He's like, "You want to come?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm down. Let's go eat." So we all, we all went to go eat. 
with kid and i was happy because it was like two minutes away from where i'm staying at and we sit down we're having this thai food which is really good I like I, I loved it it was so good and you could tell it's like a mom and pops restaurant it's like the restaurant does not look instagrammable but like that to me that is a very good sign because it's not about how it looks it's about how it tastes and the food was good as, as as authentic as you can get in Switzerland. And it was really good. And, you know, as soon as you go walk in, kid knew everyone, talked to everyone, spoke to everyone. Everyone just knew him. And at the end of the meal, you know, we're just, we're all chatting and we're all just getting to know each other. And kids see outside of the tour bus, kid is a very, he seems to be a very reserved, um, not reserved, but like a shy, not a shy person either, but like, just kind of reserved and to himself a little obviously that's how most performers are he's a performer at the end of the day and you know i got to talk to him get to know him a bit more and i was like how was switzerland like how was Zurich like back in 95 he's like i used to see people just od on the streets like overdosing on heroin and stuff on the street it's like that used to be very common but he's like but i quickly learned that no one in switzerland bothers you they'll do damage to themselves but they won't damage you I was like, oh, interesting. So I kept asking. I was like, how's the football scene here? He said, oh, that's, he was like, oh, that's dangerous. He's like, I wouldn't go. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, they get very violent and aggressive at these games. And I told him, I was like, well, I was supposed to go to a Grasshoppers versus Zurich game, a derby match. And he looked at me, he was like, it's a good thing you didn't go. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, it could have been bad for you. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, it gets really, he's like, he's like, it doesn't have a good reputation in the country, those football matches, because it gets very aggressive especially towards minorities and i was like oh my god i was like all right it's like seems and he's like especially you traveling by yourself is not worth it and steven was like yeah you're traveling by yourself and you're going to match where the possibility of you getting hurt is high for a european league that doesn't matter and i started laughing he was like think about it all those who couldn't crack it at the top european leagues they come to switzerland because they're not good enough and i was like oh steven that's a really good point he knows football so i was like oh that's funny I was like, that's really funny. He was like, you see, I'm just letting you know, like, just, it's like, it's not worth it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fair enough. So we're eating and, you know, I'm trying to get to know kid. And I was like, tell me about this area that we're staying at since my Airbnb is in this area. He's like, well, you're in the middle of the red light district. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, this is the middle of the red light district. He's like, when I first came here, the majority of prostitutes were Asian, were Thai or Vietnamese prostitutes. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He was like, at the time, that just was a thing that people wanted Asian prostitutes. He's like, but now things have changed in this neighborhood if you've noticed the theme now it seems to be more latin like latin american uh it seems to be more latin american the majority of prostitutes that are in this area come from latin america and everything started clicking because if you look at on this in this street like long Langstrasse, a lot of these bars and clubs are hispanic themed you know there's a, a bar called there's a bar called taco bar there's one called taco bar and uh Logano's bar. Well, like, I don't know if that's Italian or Spanish, but whatever. And then there's a, a Kai Pipi? Kai P, no, Kai P bar. And there's like a ton of other bars that are just all Hispanic themed or like, you know, that are Mexican themed, Brazilian themed, Dominican themed. There's like all these bars that are just Latin American themed. And it seems like that's in the red light district. That seems to be the flavor of the month right now. And I looked at him, I was like, oh, that's interesting. He's like, yeah, it seems like they don't want Asian prostitutes anymore they want like hispanic prostitutes and i'm like huh he's like yeah he's like i can't explain that it's just it, that just seems to be the thing nowadays i'm like oh okay good to know and uh yeah 
And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize I was in the middle of the red light district. He's like, yep, you are. And I was like, all right, cool. Good to know. <laughs> um, but that being said, there's a bar like diagonal from where I'm staying where they have a huge FC Zurich flag on top. And I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow. And now I'm learning all of this. I'm, I'm still scratching my head about what the city is really about. Because the red light district, it's what you'd expect of any red light district in the Western world. But there's other parts of Zurich that are absolutely beautiful because this is the banking capital of Switzerland. So it seems to be like a there's a duality that seems to be happening in Zurich, which tomorrow morning I check out and I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go to the FIFA Museum and go try to, if I have time, go see the old Zurich city center and then catch a train to Paris. But this day, the but this day, um, if there's anything I learned about Kid, he has a very interesting story. You know, he told us like he comes from a poor family in Thailand, makes his way to Switzerland, gets his citizenship not just through application but just through pure, um, I guess just by being himself, just by being himself, by being having an affectionate personality that people like, and that the Swiss government noticed his work. And we're interested in him and see the value he brings to Switzerland just by being himself, by being a performer on a tour bus. So if ever you do come to Switzerland or to Zurich and you're trying to get a, catch a tour to the mountains, uh, get the highest rated one. Because it is most likely that kid will be giving you the tour and he's wildly entertaining. Uh, he's a very interesting character. But yeah, I think I'm going to end this episode here. To all those listening, thank you for listening and thank you for being an audience on Soccer Pilgrim. Um, I, you know, this is this is one this is one of the small things where I'm I love about travel is that you meet these people and you're like, oh, very interesting story. Um, but I feel like Kid is someone that if I ever I come to Zurich, I'm, I need to seek him out again because again, like I said, very interesting person. But yeah, that being said, uh, thank you for being an audience. Thank you for listening to Soccer Pilgrim and from Zurich. This is Soccer Pilgrim. Thank you.